hello, everybody. We are back and welcome to episode 151 of Buds and Blue Jays, your place for all things related to the Toronto Blue Jays. It is Thursday, December 21st, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of our listeners and Blue Jays fans everywhere. I'm Jesse Burrell, joined as always by Riley McConnell. And Riley, we got a fun one on our show here today. It's the holiday season, and what says the holiday season more than picking out some gifts from Santa and opening some nice things up under the tree? So we're going to go through our Christmas list and ask Santa for some nice Blue Jays-related things, whether it's improvements to the stadium, things to the ball club, whatever it may be. We've got it here on our show, and we're going to play some fun games as the episode goes on. So it's going to be a fun one here today on Buds and Blue Jays. But first, guys, remember, like the video, subscribe to the channel. You want to hand out a good Christmas present? Well, why don't you give us a good Christmas present and hit that subscribe button for us. We're trying to get to 500 subscribers, so that way we can go live and we can do a lot more fun stuff with the show. So please make sure you do that and help support us this Christmas season. But first, Riley, what's up, man? How are you? You feeling pretty festive today? Festive is a good way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. One day of work tomorrow and then off till the to 2nd of January. So I, could, I couldn't, yeah. couldn't be happier about that. Some well, some well needed time off. Um, 151 episodes, man. And uh, yeah, still yeah, growing. Crazy. I'm excited for this one. A lot of fun stuff. As, as you guys all know, I'm way more fun than Jesse. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to absolutely love this one, but uh, it's as exciting as, you know, the episode is and stuff like we're way, way more exciting than the Blue Jays. They haven't done anything, absolutely yeah. anything right now. I mean, you, you're better off watching hockey or basketball right now in, in the sports world. Like we're just, we're, we're a team that's done nothing. There's been moves all around the league and the, we're one of the few teams who have yet to really do anything. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's boring to be a, a Jays fan. It's a great time of the year. My spirits are high, but uh, as far as the baseball goes, it's uh yeah, it, it's it's boring as anything, man. Baseball doesn't need to be on all the time. We are in the off season, and uh, not many people are locked into baseball like we are come December 21st, but it would be nice to have something, right? Because at this point last year, we were just working on the Varsho trade. We had already signed Kiermaier. Chris Bassett was already signed under a contract. We've done nothing. We signed a third string catcher to play in Buffalo, and that's been the extent of our uh, moves so far. But moves are coming. We hope. And if they don't, well, that's content in its own right. So we'll talk about it then. But first, Riley, let's get right into it then. And let's whip out our Christmas list. I hope um, you've been a nice boy this year and that Santa spoils you and gives you all the things you want under the tree. And uh, I guess take it away, Riley. First thing on your Christmas list you want for the Toronto Blue Jays this year. What is it? So we were prepping for the show. You said, you know, what's mm-hmm. on the docket for today's episode. And you said, what's on your Christmas list, Riley? What What do you want the Blue Jays to do? Or what do you want the, What do you want to see? What do you want them to do? And it's it's what I want them to do. Um, I my first first request, and this is this is a selfish thing to ask. This is this is the this is the, the holiday season. You this can be selfish. The, Come on. This is the baseball fanatic in me that wants this. This is the love to watch the game and what's exciting in the game of baseball. I want a Blue Jay to hit 40 home runs. I want a 40 home run hitter in 2024, Jesse. And I know we were we were far off that last year. It can happen. I'm looking at Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or whoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we still need another bat in the lineup. It was yet to be rostered on this team, someone who can hit 40 home runs. But 
Man, home runs are a part of baseball. We're not too far removed from, you know, Aaron Judge setting the um, all-time American League home run record. And, I mean, like, we're in the same division as the Yankees. You see what they're doing to their ball club, and they beefed it right up over there in the Bronx. I mean, I want the Jays I want the Jays to compete, yes, of course. But I think, you know, the, the, the stats, you know, 40 home runs is going to look great. Um, it's going to... It's going to really, you know, that's kind of the staple for for guys who are sluggers in the big leagues. Like when you have a team that hits home runs, but you have no guy who eclipses 30 home runs. I mean, it's a little bit weird. I mean, we didn't really get to that mark last year. I think 40 home runs is really what I want. I mean, I want a winning ball club, but I'm going to be selfish on this first one. Um, you know, the 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 guy who loves the players like me i mean baseball and i love the blue jays but i want a player to hit 40 home runs it might be a steep task and i'm looking at vladimir mm -hmm. Guerrero jr i don't think it's too much to ask i mean hey he's did it before and he's just a few off from 50 but i mean that's what i want 40 home runs 2024 at least one guy yeah, because I think Vladimir Guerrero was the last Blue Jay to clip 40 home runs, and I think that was the MVP caliber 2021 season. Uh, Marcus Simeon, I think, also had 40-plus home runs for the Blue Jays that year, but we haven't had one since then. I, I don't think we had one in 2022 or 2023, and uh, God, we didn't even get one with 30 home runs this past year, so getting a 40 home run boost would be the call. If you had to say, Riley, will it be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. who hits 40 home runs, or will you take the field? So it could be literally anybody else. What's your call? I mean, hey, the, like, if I was to take it's to get a to, uh, to get a guy who's going to hit 40 home runs is going to take a bit. I believe that there are some moves to be made. I know at some point I just kind of had a gripe at the start of the episode about we haven't done anything yet. Yeah, things are going to un unveil eventually. But I mean, I think it's got to start with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I mean, the plan kind of was um, to build this offense around him. And I know a lot is on his shoulders going into next season. And I think it, I think rightfully so. So I'm going to go with him 40. If it's someone else, I I mean, it, we, it's going to take a pretty big bat. I know there's some available free agents out there, but the likelihood they can hit 40 home runs, um, probably very, very low. So let's go with, um, let's go with Vlad Jr. And, and my hope is that he crushes 40. That's my first want um, on my Christmas list. Yeah, I think that's a good call. There's not many players in baseball who have the true talent level just to hit 40 home runs. And if you sign a Jorge Soler or a JD Martinez and they hit 40, that would be awesome. But 40 is tough. And I think I really do think Vladdy is the only way to do it. But if we do get a 40 home run season from Vladimir Guerrero Jr., then this Blue Jays team is going to be a lot better and we are going to be well in position to have a successful season. So I'm with you, Riley. Let's hope Santa can deliver that one on the checklist here. Riley, I want to go to my first uh, run here, and that's kind of talking offense. Um, but I really want the Blue Jays just to be more clutch this year. The Blue Jays, look, they were, I think, seventh in baseball with a 107 WRC+. And I think we were top 10 in baseball and getting guys on base. But we were middle of the pack in runs scored. So basically, um, just when we got guys on base... They weren't scoring. And I, I looked it up on Fangraphs today. We, they have a clutch metric, which based is like on how good you perform in high leverage situations based on your normal projection. Blue Jays were negative 5.33. They were dead last in the American League. And only the San Diego Padres were the worst than them in clutch situations. And the Padres were famously like 0-11 in extra inning games this year. That is how bad the Blue Jays were in the clutch. And you think they got to an 89-win team last year? 
if they just had league average qualities in terms of clutch and whatnot, then the Blue Jays probably win 93 games. We're not playing Minnesota in the wild card round. Maybe we get a chance to sneak up into that division or we at least move past Baltimore or Tampa and the Blue Jays have a different playoff runs entirely. Um, you could say there's going to be some positive regression coming. You could say, you could say a lot of stuff about it, to be honest, but I don't know. How do you become more clutch? Is it coaching? Is it preparedness? Like, I don't know what is it, but I hope Santa has the answer and he can deliver that under the Blue Jays tree this year. So what, like the definition of clutch is, is, you know, coming through in the big moments or whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, so you taught you, Jesse, you mentioned the wild card series, right? I mean, that's a prime example. I mean, I understand our lack of clutch, uh, you know, uh, kind of hindered us from playing in, you know, um, a buy series. You know, we had to play in the wild card series, maybe be, for a couple reasons. Let's call it for the sake of uh, saying the lack of us being clutch and with runners on base. And I, and it showed in the wild card series as well. And uh, some lackadaisical errors as well. But um, Jesse, you, you, you have the guys get on base and it was just, it's like hitting your head off a wall, man. Like less than two outs runner on third base. Like we got to cash that runner, a guy on second base, like a lead off double. You should score the guy on a lead off double for sure. And I mean, we just didn't, we just didn't do those things. There was not enough. Um, there's not enough balls in play. You know, we had guys striking out with the bases loaded with less than two outs, which just can't happen. We have to put pressure on the defense at least to try and, you know, rally together and put some runs on the board. But I mean, Jesse, this is a conversation we've had far too many times and it's starting. We really, you can say that there are, you know, there are clutch players, right? Like, you know, uh, the Red Sox, for instance, you could you make an argument that David Ortiz is one of the most clutch hitters in all of baseball, you know, to see how he came through in the big moments for the Red Sox. And and that's just it. I just did a Red Sox reference. Jesse, it's hard to really say, you know, up like until like uh, you could argue Joe Carter was the last real clutch Blue Jay. Um, it's been too damn long. Bautista in, in 2015. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's great. But it's few and far between with the amount of clutch guys we've had on this, this team. I mean, then we're going back, geez, almost 10 years now, eight, seven, eight years um, since the Jose Bautista home run against Texas. Like we haven't had moments like that. Like more often than not, we're striking out, grounding out into a double play. We're, we're missing those opportunities. We're not coming through in those big moments. And I mean, I feel as though, you know, the tide should shift at some point. Like, there's no way that there's some sort of curse around. I mean, I believe in superstitions to an extent, but the statistics are really just against us in a way. But you have to think, Jesse, that at some point, someone or a group of players are going to string together some clutch hits. Um, and, and those are ball games that we've lost in the past. And now we win these ball games. I'm with you, man. That would be a great gift uh, for the 2024 Blue Jays. You mentioned it, Riley. No team in the American League hit into more double plays during high leverage situations than the Toronto Blue Jays last year. And George Springer did it eight times. So tough. 
very tough. I remember Matt Chapman did in the playoff game as well. Uh, not great, but let's hope that comes this year and we have a better clutch hitting team this year because it'll really go a long way for the Blue Jays to perform well. Riley, number two, what is next on your Christmas list for the Toronto Blue Jays this year? Well, again, hey, going back on what you said in the wildcard series, like I, I want to have a very successful year and we found out that we can't really play well in this new playoff format in the wildcard series. I have a solution, Jesse. Let's hear it. I have a solution. We yep. win our division and mm. we we and we either finish with the best record or the second best record in the American League. Boom. There's the solution. We don't have to worry about the wild card series if we don't play in it. We we are a top two American League team. There it is. What I want, Jesse, is I want to win the American League East title. And as of right now, the Blue Jays are not lining up to win the American League East title. That we is true. Some, yep. We have some work to do. But I believe that there is the potential in this ball club with, with some help from some, some unnamed players or whatever at this point and success with the guys that we already have, that we can do this. We had, you, we had the potential last year, and guys faltered. They faltered a ton. Uh, I, I think that this is an achievable thing. Uh, paper, we have an extremely good ball club, but again, talking about the clutch gene and, you know, just inconsistencies, um, we, we didn't come through when it mattered. We made the postseason, and then those inconsistencies showed in the two games that we lost in, well, say back-to-back years, but if have we win the division in 2024, we won't have to worry about the wild card series and the guys will have a nice champagne shower Four days left before the regular season closes out. Get something like a nice 96-win season. And we're laughing. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about the wildcard series. Sounds great. Sign me up. up. American League East it is the hardest division in baseball to win. I think the Blue Jays can do it. And I would love to see it happen. Yes, I might be asking for a little much. But at the same time, I don't think so. Because I think that we have the guys already on this team that can make a difference. And we're just a few a few steps away from becoming a division winning ball club. Riley, are you worried at all that uh, there were a lot of teams who won their division or got that first round by that they were considered, um, that they were too rested after the thing. And there was a lot of gripe in the playoffs about how people wanted the playoff changes change. Cause the Dodgers got swept after they had a first round by, and there were other teams too, that, uh, that didn't do well. Are you, does that worry you at all? I suppose. I'll do, I, I am a, I'm the youngest baseball boomer out there. Personally, <laughs> I like it better. Like in, in my in my playoffs in my brain, we didn't make it last year. There are three right. division winners and there's one wild card team. You play in a division series, a championship series, and a world series. We made the playoffs. I'm not trying to complain too much about that, but I can see why those teams would be a little bit peeved. Um you know, and it it throws off your pitching tremendously. Maybe your hitters lose a little bit of timing. You go from playing six days a week to having a few consecutive days off. It screws with you a little bit, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe there's a little bit of a gripe in there, but again, I'm sure the rest doesn't, you know, make or break it, but if it's, you gotta, that just kind of shows you the psyche. You gotta be, you know, watching tape, taking at bats in the cage, fielding, um, routine ground balls, whatever. Like you got to be still engaged in play, even like a pitch simulated game, whatever. Um, there, there are ways to keep yourself 
tuned up and ready to go uh, once those wild card series close out. Um, we d- we don't know how the Jays will react to that because, quite honestly, we haven't got there yeah, yet. Haven't seen it, but uh, yeah. we haven't seen it. But um, I hope it if it does come into our laps and and we do um, get that opportunity to have some rest. I hope that it's taken well and we rest, but at the same time stay engaged and uh, make sure that we're um, well prepared for the uh, w- winner of that wild card series. We've had one division titles in the last 30 plus years. And even that year, we went to the ALCS. And look, it, winning the division, getting that buy in the first round just means you're one step closer to winning the World Series. And that's what I think we all want. That kind of leads me into my next Christmas wish here that I would like from the Toronto Blue Jays. And that's, I want us to become a better base running team. Now, we were promised last year coming into the year with the additions of Kevin Kiermaier with Dalton Varsho that the Blue Jays are going to be a better base running team. They simply weren't, Riley. Like this year, I think they were... They had an overall minus 12.4 base running metric, which was second last in the American League. We are only better than the New York Yankees. And a lot of that did come from two guys particularly. Alejandro Kirk had a negative 10.3 base running value. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. actually had a negative 7.1 base running value. And he's actually faster than you think he was. In fact, Kevin Kiermaier, Bo Bichette, George Springer, Brandon Belt, and even Paul DeYoung in like the three weeks he was here all had a negative base running value. In fact, the Blue Jays only had four base runners that were above one run of added value this year, and that was Kevin Biggio, Matt Chapman, Dalton Varsho, and Whit Merrifield. Look, in a, in a game where the Blue Jays are really trying to put all the fundamentals in place in order to be a better baseball team, really focusing on pitching and defense, better base running seems something that can be coached and something that can be put into these players instead of like your hitting ability, which is just a natural ability, really. Running the bases, I think, can be taught, and that should be something the Blue Jays should strive for to get those advantages on the margins to win more games this year. Jesse, this absolutely drives me up the walls, is, is, mm-hmm. those, is those simple mistakes, and it just seems more often than not. And, and you talk about being clutch. You can argue the Jays were unclutch with running the bases and, and getting out when it was not only not needed, but detrimental to the outcome of a ball game. Yeah, like in the wild card game last year uh, when Vladdy got picked off second base. That's 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 crucial. Right? That's a, that's a that's a bad yeah. base running error and you can go down the list the outs at third base as well. Um leads me to believe a, like hey, we might not be a fast team, but you don't you, like even if you're not a fast team, you can kind of play it station to station. I think we tried to push it a little too much or something. And I don't think I don't think it always comes down to the base coaches as well, because Jesse, we've seen guys not pay attention to the signal. That's on the players, and like mm-hmm. it's. But we've seen that guys get thrown out of the plate because they've ignored a stop sign before, right? Yeah, and, and I get it. Like Jesse, I've been in I, I've been in that spot, man, and 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 I'm I you know honestly might have been safe in a couple of those situations. <laughs> But if I wasn't, I'd I'd get a beating in the dugout for the like the, the driving right. manager insane. Um, it's a, it's a simple part of baseball. Whether you're the speedster on your team or you're the slow guy, like it can be avoided. You just have to know your own foot speed. You know, read the scouting report on the fielders and pay attention to your coaches. It's their job. Like it's simple know. things like that though, which is more frustrating on why they weren't a good base running team this year. Yeah, and again, like just putting if it was a a silly out, you know, kind of, you know, the in a in a five nothing ball game or something, like we can laugh about that. Oh, hi, he missed a sign, whatever. 
But like when we're talking about like seventh inning on in a in a save situation type game for either club, like those are those are outs that we cannot put up on the board. We're just giving that. Mm-hmm. We're just giving the opponent an out in the in the clutch. They they look great. They're they're stoked and we're deflated. It could either be the first out of an inning or the last out of an inning. I feel like the Jays were kind of all around the board as to when um, they made those outs on the base pass. It was just too, there was just too many um, in concession this year. It, it was, and it was duly noted around the league. I mean, if you paid attention oh, yeah. to the Jays oh, yeah. at all this year, you knew that they made careless outs on the base pass. And things like that can swing momentum in a game too. If you're tied at late and they throw it a runner at the plate, how many times have we seen that team, same team go in and score a run the next half inning? And then next thing you know, the Jays lose by one run. It happens far too often and something that really needs to be improved next year. Riley, I have one more Christmas list that I want to see next year. And this is kind of more aside from the players on the thing. It was something we brought up late last year, which I've given some thought about and I actually generally agree with it. I think the Blue Jays and Rogers Center need to get better in-game sound effects because the Blue Jays run through the same six or seven sounds all the time. They're great for new people if it's your first time there. But when you're like you and I who go to several of these baseball games a year, I can't tell you, man, how many times I'm sick of hearing the everybody clap your hands and then we all go and clap our hands. And it's like, even I've stopped clapping my hands at those moments because I'm just sick of it. Like I'm thinking maybe we could come out with something new. The foghorn is cool when we hit a home run or we get a win. I like that. But like, I want to think of something more, something unique or something different we can do. Maybe after like each strikeout we get and we make a cool sound or whatever it is, maybe just something creative that we can get uh, every time we go to a game. Well, I was going to say, I certainly, you say when we clap our hands, I certainly do not clap my hands. Yeah. I do not, yeah. I do not participate in ballpark shenanigans, Jesse Burrell. I do not do that, but well, I that's do the boomer like, in you, Ryan, I you know. do like a little Gwen <laughs> Stefani. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that one's fine. Yeah, well, that's a, <laughs> it might be one of my favorite guilty pleasure songs of all time. Hey, sound effects are cool, man. I like. I like a good entrance song for a pitcher coming in, like, you know, oh, it yeah. sets the tone. Our Jordan Romano um, effects are really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Things like that. Like, I mean, set the tone. It's just too kind of poppy. Like, the, and yeah, I get it. There are certain things that, that the Jays do great. I would be okay with just having more music. I also, if I'm to really nitpick the sound effects, kind of like the, the kind of the, missile like the for a foul ball sure, yeah sure. i think that's pretty cool you know yeah, but something like that i will say this jesse and you nailed it the foghorn is great the hockey player and the hockey fan in me loves that mm-hmm. horn it's a deep bellowing noise and it's loud and, and everyone everyone on the streets outside the rogers center can can hear it you know where you know if you're in a how many kilometer radius that the Jays either won or hit a home run, it's a great, great sound. As far as the sound effects that, that go in between innings and, and things like that, though, yeah, it can it could be improved. And I think it's just more rinse and repeat that they do. Is it a lack of laziness? I don't know, but it's the same. It's the same people singing and dancing. Oh, get me on the jumbotron! Get me on the jumbotron! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like, oh man, like, all right, cool. Like have your moment of fame there. But you know what? At the end of the day, are we there for a dance party or are we watching some baseball? It's a nice, it's a nice feature and a nice touch, but 
I, and you know, and I, and I sound like I'm 87 years old when I say all this stuff. Look, just the youngest about, boomer in Blue Jays baseball. Well, I, I, I'm a baseball traditionalist. I, you know, you sure. and your, you and your sabermetric nonsense. No, <laughs> Wait, I, I, I'm just kidding. No, I, I could, I could probably think up if you gave me 10 minutes, I could come up with a list of 10 different sound effects. I already gave you one with the view. I'm sure I could come up with, with more. Um, they do it with music and stuff, uh, the, but I mean, there's a lot of places you can go. I don't know what kind of team that's not like who even does that job. Cause there's a job. Someone in at Rogers has that job. So we might as well get a hold of them and, and spit our ideas to them. All right. Yeah. You know what we'll do? We'll get them on the podcast next episode and be like, Hey, we got ideas for you. Let's yeah. make this happen. Right. What I think they should do is just bring back the classic. See, that's and that's something I will probably I won't say charge, but I'll be sitting there with a hot dog or a beer in my hand and I'll just. Yeah, like I, I have no problem with that. That is an all time classic. If you were to make a top five list of sound effects in baseball, that is a number one sound. That is a number one sound. And the piano leading up to that. The dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. One thing I do love, my favorite sound effect in a game that I will always do, and it's not played by the Blue Jays or any other team. It's the two strike slow clap and you speed up, speed up your clap. I miss that. That is one of my favorite, favorite things. Now, whether it throws off the pitcher, the hitter, sometimes it throws me off, but I always make sure I get a nice, nice crisp clap in there. And I always make sure I'm one of the first few people in that center to clap as soon as i see that guy toe the rubber our pitcher i'm mm-hmm. getting ready to, i'm getting ready to clap for sure there's some there's some certain key points in baseball and baseball sounds that's that's one of them right there for, for anything off fans, the field. i was gonna say i find our fans are getting almost a little lazier because um what they do is like, we'll do it once. Everyone will get really excited. And then either the pitcher steps off or there's a pickoff attempt or there's a foul ball. And then everyone's just like, well, I've had enough. I've already done it. And then they stop doing it. And that's, uh, that's not ideal. That's not what I love. No, you gotta keep, Hey, their, their heads are in the game. Our heads gotta be in the game. We gotta, you always gotta think as a fan, like, am I, you're, you're not on the team. You're a, you're a fan of this team. You gotta support. You know, because, you know, if the guys in the dugout are doing the same thing, they're cheering on their team. And that's not even, you know, it's your job as a teammate, but it's our job as fans to cheer on our players. Yep. Well, with that being said, Riley, let's move on to some other stuff we've got to get on to here. Uh, Leave a comment down below what you guys think what we should do with our sound effects or if you have any creative ideas. You're smart Blue Jays fans down there. I guarantee that you do. But um, I want to come up with something here that baseball just announced. We're coming up with four new major rules for uh, Major League Baseball this year. And I want to just uh, bring those up here. If I can do just that. Yeah, here we go. It's kind of tough to see, but Major League Baseball Commission Committee approves to some changes for the new season, including an 18-second pitch clock with runners on base. There'll be four mound visits per team, down by five. If a pitcher warms up an inning this year, he must face at least one hitter. And then another one, uh, the runner's lane to first base has been widened on the infield grass. Riley, I do not think a ton of these things really matter too much for the Toronto Blue Jays, but I wanted you to give us our thoughts here. If any or if all of these are going to play a major impact this year. 
so it's it's funny when you know you say these things and i was have you heard about the new rules riley or new rule changes i'm thinking oh god what the hell they got us doing now so the one i actually kind of like that i'm most interested on i watched this video of just kind of a recap on the season then there was this a squibber a ground ball um to the left hand side of the the pitcher who fielded fielded the ball off the mound up the first base side so you know it's up the right the right side of the diamond and the pitcher picks up the ball, kind of runs parallel with the baseline, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then tosses the ball to first. And for some reason, what whatever his body position was, they called that runner safe on first due to mm. obstruction. And I thought there's no way. It, 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 there, I don't know the teams. I don't know whatever. But there was it was just such a gray area thing. And I'm thinking he could have tagged him with the ball. He could have tossed it sooner, like whatever. Like there is no way that this guy would have been safe and it was it was a dumb stipulation thing on on why he was safe and we've seen it too a nice another st- strategic move uh i don't think you can get away with it too much anymore but you had like a Juan pierre type guy okay lay, yep. lay down a bunt guy, left-handed fasting, guy yep. lay it down uh kind of right in front of home plate and you run just to the side of the infield grass on the left-hand side of the first baseline. So you're blocking, you're basically saying, I'm getting to first base, and if this ball hits me in the back, it is what it is. I'm trying to block this throw. That was a part of baseball for a long time. Of course, Jesse, you hate bunting. I I understand. I still do. (laughs) But that was a part of the game. It's body positioning. I think that's a neat part, but it, it, and now you're going to get called for it every time. You're not going to see that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the runner has a strict lane. You see it at home plate now more than anything. I mean, that'll drive any any kind of gut person who's a catcher or a manager or a base runner insane because we. I don't know if anyone knows the real rule on it because it seems like it changes depending on who's in the booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Buster Posey rule. That's that's the 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 base running rule for me is, is the big one. So I, and I hope, I hope it doesn't actually, um, you know, change too much of the game. Uh, Cause I believe in a way that the base runner has kind of not a right, but if he chooses that he can be sneaky and deceptive to deliberately or inadvertently kind of mess a throw up. I think he, I think he should be able to, to do it. I, agree. I mean, they, they took away one of the greatest things in baseball, which was the slide. And I get it. I mean, Chase Utley broke a dude's leg. Like at the end yeah. of the day, it comes down to player safety, but that was a part of the game and was forever. I mean, we mm-hmm. all, we've all seen the clip of Albert Bell, absolutely annihilating Fernando Vina at second base. I mean, he smoked him. He absolutely smoked him. Like you won't see that in baseball anymore. There's been too many injuries because of it. And I'm all about player safety. Does it take away some, something in the game that, you know, is, it can be an advantage. Like, absolutely. But, um, I mean, I just hope it doesn't hinder things too much. Baseball is still a very exciting sport to watch. You can try and box out some of the, the neater things in the game, but at the end of the day, it's still baseball and you just kind of have to, uh, you know, as a team and as a player grow, uh, through that rule and make it work with the way you play and the way your, your team sees fit. Yeah, I agree. Um, going back to the original thing with the pitch clock and like the mound visits, I don't think it's going to matter much. Um, 
Alec Manoa was the only Blue Jay last year who really let the pitch clock wind down. And we talked about a lot that maybe that was part of the cause with his struggles last year. Um, he looks like he's getting healthy. And Alec Manoa has other stuff to figure out much more than taking two seconds off the clock before he pitches. The only other impact I think it might have is a guy like Chris Bassett who throws like a billion different types of pitches. Maybe with runners on base, he's got less time now to decide. He's just going to go and execute. So whether it's him calling his own pitches or one of our catchers going out and deciding for him, they need to have a much better game plan or adjust or the communication needs to be firm between Chris Bassett and our catchers there. But other than that, I think it's going to affect other teams more than it's going to affect the Toronto Blue Jays. I think we're in good place with that. And that's really all I got on the rule changes here. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's, let's go into the mindset that that we're... Um, we're full on with these rule changes and then it's going to screw up other teams. I'm all about that for the psyche. We'll take any sort of advantage going into this year. And, uh, and let's go with that, that our guys are going to be mentally prepared. Our pitchers especially are going to be able to make small adjustments, but necessary adjustments that um, lead them to the same success they had in 2023. All right, Riley. Well, we are now in late into the month of December and the Blue Jays have yet to make a transaction. So Riley... We know they're going to make one at some point, but I thought I'd play a fun little game here called what will happen first? Will the Blue Jays make a transaction or will X event happen? Um, and then you're going to tell me, what do you think will happen first here? So some of them are baseball related. Some of them are not baseball related, but I figured this would be a little bit of fun. And uh, you, you want to get to it? Yeah, this, this sounds great. All right. What will happen first? Will the Toronto Blue Jays make a transaction or will a Toronto Blue Jay appear in the news for something non-baseball related? What will happen first? Oh man! Well, we're right around Christmas. Are we talking big news? Or are we talking yeah, like, big news? Uh, like enough that it's noteworthy. Like TSN tweets it out, or you get a notification on your phone. I'm, I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna say maybe a, I'm an optimistic a transaction will happen first, unless some sort of um, you know. I and I hope it's good news. That that being yes, said, yes. I'm, I am optimistic a trade will happen before a Blue Jay appears in the news. Okay. So we're not going to get like a Joe Biagini on Saturday Night Live or something like that, or um, oh, Joe or one Biagini. Of the late shows or something like that. Yeah, I, I I don't know if he's he'll he's definitely there's a thousand baseball players that are going to be on SNL before Joe Biagini. Okay, um, will the Blue Jays make a major league transaction or will Mount Fuji erupt again? Which will happen first? Ooh, the, so I'm going to guess that that's a volcano. Yes, right? good job, Riley. Where's Mount Fuji? <laughs> Is that in Hawaii? It's in Japan. Japan. The last time it erupted was 1708, I believe. Oh, well, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a trade first, hopefully. Um, we should. But, if, but if a volcano what? erupts, something bad has happened. <laughs> Volcanoes are unpredictable. Yes, I think. I'm. <laughs> I'm not the. I'm. I'm the. I am the least. I'm the least qualified person to tell you about weather and. It's volcano. Volcano can be weather because this the stuff sure. gets up in the air. Like, like <laughs> if I if I looked on my phone in the weather app and it showed a volcano, I'd be freaking. I'd be tweaking, man. I'd be moving to a different continent. Riley, I'd rather you look at your phone and see a Blue Jays transaction than a, a volcano in Japan that's affecting us weather here in southern Ontario. But uh, you never know. Bad news. Bad news for you, Jesse. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Not Damn. a transaction. Damn. Was really hoping hoping for something there. All right. I got three more here, Riley. The first one is kind of on play with um, the Shohei Otani drama stuff. Um, what's going to happen first? The Blue Jays make a transaction or that Yusei Kikuchi gets a sushi sponsorship for this season? 
What's going to happen first? I'd love for Yusei Kikuchi to get a sponsorship. Let's go with mm-hmm. that. Let's go okay. with that. I, and I love that. And in, in, uh, in a store, in, in something in Toronto downtown, put a little money in, in his pocket. I, I could see that. That would be great. He did say on his Instagram story that, no, he did not have a sushi reservation for 50-plus people, but um, he said he could eat 50-plus people's worth of sushi. So Obvious. take that for what it's worth. A so sushi that, company can run That's why that. he mm-hmm. sleeps for 14 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. He's, all He's in a food off. coma. He's in a food coma. That explains <laughs> so much, man. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right, Riley, I got two more. The next one here is there will be another Major League Baseball cheating scandal announced or the Toronto Blue Jays make a transaction. We're gonna make a transaction. I don't. I yeah. think it was pretty fair this year. I would like to think so, unless unless it's the Yankees. We'll always. I'll, I'll try and find something about the Yankees, but I'll have the transaction first. All right, and my last one: Riley McConnell gets a buzz cut, or the Blue Jays make a transaction. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. No chance. Yeah. No. We're, He's got we're, the flow, man. We're making a trade. This might go all the way into next year. I got one too. I said this probably about forty episodes ago. I still have not solved this Rubik's cube, but I, right. and I and I screw around with it every episode. If you if you've ever noticed and looked at what I do with my hands and stuff off screen, I'm not doing anything weird. I'm usually messing around with the Rubik's cube. So I will say, um, no haircut. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a quite a few transactions before that happens. Like I'm hoping, like probably like Bull Bichette's son. Uh, get signed to this team before I cut my hair. <laughs> before you solve the Rubik's Cube, eh? It, both. Haircut or Rubik's Cube. Speaking of uh, your haircut, Riley, with your nice flow, I saw you posted something up on Twitter here, and I want to bring this up, and I want to talk about it here now. And if you're watching on YouTube, you will be able to see it. It's kind of zoomed in. But, Riley, you made a Funko Pop of you as a Toronto Blue Jay here. It's got number 26, Riley McConnell. I'm assuming you're the shortstop here for the team, but you've got the flow. You've got the armbands. Uh, I want you to tell me about this, Riley. How'd this come to be? So this is, this is an AI generated thing. And, uh, and I guess they don't know how to spell my name correctly. If you look on the box, M C C O N E E L L that's incorrect, obviously. Um, but yeah, the AI created this. Um, it's crazy yeah. what you can type into a computer and the, and what they come up with, man. Um, they got the necklace, right. They gave me some, like, so a necklace around my wrist. I would like to think that that's kind of like, that's what it is. It's like chain mail, Riley. It's, yeah. I got chain mail, man. I'd be taking spikes in the arm. Like this guy suited up to play baseball in 1967, if anything, man. But yeah, hair looks, hair's almost, hair's almost perfect. Yeah, oh yeah. Like that's oh, like yeah. Kevin Gosman before the haircut type thing. It mm-hmm. looks, it's, it, it, I think it looks a little bit, I look, you know, you could say, oh, that just looks like Boba Shet. I think this this looks this guy's tougher. This guy looks tougher than Boba Shet. Like there's some grit to this guy. Like this guy has seen some seen some stuff for sure. Yeah, that guy's a grinder. He had to work his way to the big leagues, right? This he didn't guy, get here through his talent. This guy is not blessed with a ton of talent. He gained weight, lost all of his foot speed. Um, <laughs> he got a little bit power. He He's one of the wor- has one of the worst throwing arms in in the league, um, but great extra base pop, um, and yeah, can't throw, doesn't run anymore, um, and oh, oh, low strikeout to low strikeout, like strikeout to walk rate's pretty good. Doesn't doesn't hmm, walk good. a lot. So you can see why the Blue Jays would like this guy then. Yeah, well, so he's basically just a way worse version of Bo Bichette, essentially. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'd buy the jersey, Riley, and I'd wear it. Uh, I'd wear it quite proudly yeah. as we go here. Same, same. Any Blue Jay, any Blue Jay stuff, mm-hmm. man. And uh, yeah, speaking of Blue Jay stuff too, uh, yeah, that's a beautiful hat. I know it's not the Blue Jays, but uh, close enough there with uh, with mm-hmm. your ball cap. Yep. Got as a Christmas present this year. So very nice. Um, if you're listening in podcast land, you want to see this, check out our YouTube page or go to Twitter or I guess X at Buds Jays. You can see it there. We tweet out there or Riley's personal account, McConnell v. Riley on uh, Twitter. You can find it all there. Riley, have you seen the meme that goes around and it just says guys can go back and they can just name random athletes and have the greatest time in the world? <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like we've done this several times before. So, and this is yeah, I, I, I love, I love this. This, this isn't even like people think it's, it's this like people think of this as like, oh, well, that's an occasion or something like that. And I'm thinking like, no, that's me every day, man. Like, <laughs> right. I, what, I, like I'm sure today, like I've thought of random baseball players at at some point today, man. It's just something that comes in it's your head. I thought about, um, I did them on an immaculate grid. I, uh, Scott Spezio. Who was a oh, third, whoa. third? There's a name. <laughs> I pulled what? out. I, I in the last 48 hours, I uh, Scott Spezio was somewhere in my head. Um, I, I don't ask me why, but yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, like late 90s, early 2000s, kind of my golden era for sports, baseball, hockey, whatever. Um, yeah, love just naming guys like uh, Blue Jays have a, have a few of those guys. I love love doing stuff like that. It's always good when you get a group of guys three or four of you and you're just kind of trying to outdo one another with like the crazy names like basically who's played who made a big impact for for you who basically played under 100 games kind of thing oh oh, there's lots i'd have to be prompted to come up with them but uh, you already dropped a jose vidro name this episode so there's uh there's a lot to come up i said jose vidro now who's the guy you said that slid in the second base remember he's not a strip as a no, that's Chase. I said Chase. Chase Utley. Utley slid. Yeah, he slid into um somebody else. You mentioned earlier when you were talking about breaking up double plays. Listeners, I, go back and listen to it. Yeah, I, find well, it I, I, I mean, it's that was there. that was minutes ago. I can't expect <laughs> me to remember that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why baseball's hard. But we figured for the next like 19 minutes or so we have of our episode, we're just going to play some fun games. The Blue Jays content is running dry and we've had a fun episode. So we're, we're going to do that. And Riley, I know you're familiar with it and you've probably played it more than I have. But um. We're going to play it here now. And that's the MLB pickle game, Riley. And um, I'm familiar with the game Wordle, where you go through and you try to name a player and it goes through and it tries to get the thing. So you and I are going to try to guess this MLB pickle. So we're going to get in there. We're going to name some guys and we'll follow along to see how this goes. For those of you playing at home, essentially, we're going to guess a player. It's going to tell us what team, what league slash division there is, their batting handedness, their throwingness. Um, their age, their position, and I believe what country they're born, correct? Yeah, that's that's right, man. And yeah. the green is we got it correct. The the mm-hmm. non-colored boxes were off. And if it's a yellow for the bat, um, that means that like if it's a switch hitter, well, it's one or the other kind of thing. You don't no switch throwers. There's no Pat Vedettis. Um, and then the age is a tough one. It's like if it's yellow, if it turns yellow, then we're within three years pl- uh, older or younger. And I think position is like if you get a left fielder and it's yellow, we either play center or right. We'll figure sure. it out. We'll figure it out as 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 we go, Jesse. I'm sure we can figure it out. But because we can, we're, we'll be playing detective essentially on this one. Mm-hmm. All right, Riley. Well, let's take it away. Let's get going. I, I'd assume we got to pick a Toronto Blue Jay for our yeah. first name on this list, right? Yeah. Well, so give me one. Well, give me a I Toronto mean, Blue Jay. I and I want I, the first name that came to my mind as a Toronto Blue Jay is Tim Mesa. 
Tim Meza. So we're going it also gives us a left-handed bat and a left-handed thrower. I like the age 31. It's kind of in the middle. An American-born. Orange indicates okay. player is in either the American League West, the American League Central, or he's in the National League East. So we have three divisions okay. to choose from. And he's American, and he's not a relief pitcher. I'm assuming if he was a starting pitcher, that would have turned up things. So it's probably a position player. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm going to go one. I'm going to pick a right-handed hitting position player. Yep. And I'm going to go... Oh, he's a lefty. Um, let's go. Let's go Anthony Rendon in the AL West. Anthony Rendon. That oh, I should probably is... spell Anthony right. Antony. Anthony. Anthony Rendon. So he's not in the AL West, so therefore he must be in the NL East, but he's a right-handed thrower, right-handed hitter, and he's probably a young player, Riley. So come oh. up with another name. Here. So this player is in the this player is in the National League East. He's a yeah. righty righty from the States. And he's probably he's either an old man or he's a young guy. And he's not a he's probably not an infielder. So think of a right-hander. I, I'm wondering if we typed in um Oh, what's that guy's um, what's that guy's name? Let's let's go. F- There's a young catcher on the Miami Marlins, and his name is escaping my name right now. God, when I think catcher in the Marlins, I think Jacob Stallings. <laughs> well, let's type. Let's just let let. We still have some guesses to go with this, so type in Jake Stallings because he's definitely a righty righty American League or um, National East catcher. We go Jake Stallings. We have. Here. Oh, okay. Well, let's I'm just go looking with... up their depth chart now. Um, they have Nick Fortes right now as the catcher Fortes, for the Marlins. Nick Christian Fortes, yep, that's who I want. Yep, Nick Fortes. That's the guy's name. That's the guy's name. He's a catcher for the Miami Marlins. That's who I want. That's who I want. Come on, give me something. I'm surprised you pulled up that name. He's the NL East. Oh, my Not God. A catcher, so this kid's just a baby. So young players in that's American – in the NLE. So let's see. We got the Atlanta Braves. They're pretty much just old men. Um, oh, right. I'm thinking guys. Washington Nationals because they're oh, a young the team. Nationals. Team on the yeah, ride. yeah. Um, he, I, he, I, I, I wanted to say um, who's the guy I wanted the Blue Jays to, to trade for way back oh, months ago? Uh, um, the, no, uh, the, what the heck? Lane Thomas. Dad Lane Thomas. That's not a bad guess. He's probably young. He's probably young. This guy's got to be like 24 years old. I think Lane Thomas is probably a very safe guess. All right. Let's 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 put that up there and let's see uh, where we go. I think he might be too old though, but uh Ah, uh, well, you know what? Nothing. Jeez. Gave us nothing, Riley. Wow. So it, maybe it's So we got Miami. What's a young pitcher for Oh, you know what? How old is Atlanta, Spencer? the Mets. How old is Spencer Strider? How old is... Oh, 24, maybe? Yeah, this could work. Let's try him. He's 25. Yeah, he plays for Atlanta, USA. He's a starting pitcher, but he's not Spencer Strider. So another righty in the Atlanta rotation. Um. So not Max Freed, Soroka, no. Who the Soroka's heck? has been traded. Yeah, okay, well... Just let me go in my head for a second. Who the heck? Um, people in the comments are probably losing it. Sadly, I don't know. Like, it's not Glavin. It's not Maddox. It's not Smoltz. It's not Kevin Millwood. I know. Who the heck is it? It, it could be an old man, right? It could be. Do we rule that out? That I'm thinking Charlie Morton. 
Char let's try Charlie Morton. Then. Yeah, it's got to be the old. It's got to be an old guy. Got to be an yeah. old guy. Let's go with all young guys. We haven't even been close. Oh yeah, gotta be him, old Jesse Pearl. Wonderful, out a boy, out a boy. Here I'm there thinking. It is. A, here I'm thinking it's a young guy, Charlie Morton, former Tampa Bay Ray, Charlie Morton, former a lot of things, Charlie Morton. Wow, I was going younger. We should have went older. A guy who's contemplated retirement at least five or six times. But yeah, that was kind of fun. We went through, we got it in six guesses. We can maybe do one of these an episode until we get there or whatever and, and figure out where we want to go. But Riley, I have another game for us. And this one is more Toronto Blue Jays Central. This is going to be us just randomly going out and typing names. But we're going to do a sporacle quiz here, Riley. And what this is, if um, you're not really familiar with it, is every single Toronto Blue Jay who has hit 25 or more home runs in a season. So All right. Now, here. before we shout out names, Jesse, I know I know mm -hmm. that I'm going to be a crazy person here. Let's just go. Let's let we have what? Six. Oh, my God. We might have to. We have six minutes. Six minutes. I've, I've seen the yeah. list. Jesse, let's go. You say the first name and then I'll say the next name because I'm pretty sure we can look at the first couple and know that we're going to get. So, Jesse, without further ado, just type in our 54 guy and then I'll say the second and we'll just go down the list. Exactly. Yeah. Jose Bautista, be, Blue Jays franchise uh, leader. Give us another one. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the 2021 yeah. holder. Uh, uh, I know 87 he, was uh, was Jose. Is that Jose Cruz? Oh no, no, that well, is he's George, on the list, but he wasn't there. George, George Bell is is 87. Yes. Oh, the duh, the guy jersey behind me with 47. Now there. is 80 In, uh, is, is is 98. That's either one. That's either got to be Sean Green or Carlos Delgado. I'm going to go green. I think you're right. I think it's Sean Green. Nope, Sean Green at 42. So do you want to go Delgado here? Because we know he's on I this mean, list. it's got to be Delgado, right? No, oh 44. Um, Is it? Oh, man. Who would it be? I, I know 2021 was Marcus Semien, so I'm going to say him. Semien, yeah. Oh, that's good. All right, I won't spend too much time. The way we could yeah, just go for Jay's we're running power out of hitters. So Edwin yep. Encarnacion. And let's continue uh, the rest in that order. Donaldson was there. Donaldson, yep. I'm going to say Justin Smoke because I know he's Justin on there. Justin Smoke is a great one, too. Um, we could probably go out and, and do our 2000s guys. Let's say... Um, Willie Upshaw. Pardon? Remember him? Okay. Good one, good one, I suppose. Um, we could type Brad in... Fulmer. Brad Fulmer. is a good one. Which order are we going in? Because I could go and say... What year is Just, just start naming names, Riley. Okay. Aaron Hill. Hill, yep. And I think of Adam Lind when I think of him, and, too. And Hillenbrand. Shay... Hillenbrand as well. Hillenbrand. Nope, not no. up there. Troy Gloss. Um, Troy Gloss got there. Yep, Scott Rowland. Did Rowland Frank ever Tom do it? 25 home runs? No. Uh, Frank, Frank Thomas, when he was here, he did. Yeah, Frank Thomas. Um, I think George Springer's up there, yep. George Springer. Um, let's see here. Uh, Joe Carter. Carter, good one. And you um, might as well just, You could write all those kind of uh, names down there. Wow, Allerud is a no. Okay. Muller, um, Muller mm. is more of an average guy. Um, Vernon Wells, perhaps, uh, must have had one year where he hit. Vernon Wells um, will be there. Fred McGriff Fred is McGriff there. Fred McGriff is a great one. Uh, did Rios Wells. ever do it? Oh God, no. I don't think so. Russell Martin never did it for us, or Tulowitzki. No. I don't think Tulo ever got there. I can spell um, his name. No, Tulo never got there. 
Okay, three minutes and we got about 31 left. I think we're going to be okay for Jesse the Jesse Barfield's time. there. Um, did Lloyd Mosby ever get there? He was a base dealer for the most part. 20, I'm looking at 20-21-32. Did Grichik? Did Grichik hit a bunch oh, of Grichik's home runs? on that list, yeah. Is he the guy? Oh, yeah. Not the guy I was looking at. 2019. Bo Bichette? Bo Bichette's got to be on there. But Bichette was on there. He's towards the bottom. Okay. 29 okay. home runs for him. Um, 1996. Uh, Sprague. Try Sprague. That's oh, that nice. Was, 36 and 96. Yeah. Exactly the box I wanted there. Um, Good uh, okay. 32 in 2021, just two years ago. Oh, did Kendris oh. Morales ever get there? I got oh, 28. One. He's up there. 1990, yep. 31 home runs. I'm gonna say that's Cecil Fielder. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he got there. No. Oh, he didn't. Um, oh, 1990. Okay, there's. I won't spend too much time. 30 in 1980. So thinking back to one. Dave of Dave Winfield our, got there in 92. 2019. There's still some pretty modern players. Yeah, 2001, 2022. Who hit 27 home runs literally last year? 27 home runs last year? Like 2022? Oh, Teo uh, Hernandez has to be up there. Oh, Teo. Of course, Teo. Oh, he was th the 32 I was looking at there as well. Okay, we got eight more in two minutes. 2040. Tony Batista. Batista. Yes, you know, good one. Batista. I should make sure I spell his name right. I-S-T-A. There we yes. go. That covers two. Okay. Beautiful. That's bugging me. And We're it's missing not 46 home runs in 98. We're missing 31 in 1990, 1980. Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco. I just figured it out. No, can. How do you spell Canseco? C-A-N. It's Canseco. Trust me. C-A-N. Yeah, there you go. Good job. Okay. Okay, 1990-31, and it's not Cecil Fielder. Um, 1980, geez, that's a tough one. 87, uh, Gruber, Kelly Gruber. Yep, he's on there, 31 oh, in 1990. Okay, that, not the one I was thinking of. 2001 Toronto Blue Jays. Um, uh, Troy Gloss, you already said. Frank Catalanato never hit for power. Uh, wasn't Shea Hillenbrand? Orlando Hudson never hit a ton of home runs. Wow, I want to get that twenty-seven in two thousand and one. Oh man, that's gonna that's gonna kill me there. Um, oh, Riley, Matt Chapman. Oh, Matt, Matt Chapman was last year at twenty-seven. Well, that's yep. that's that's fine. So I, I don't feel so bad. We need twenty-six and eighty-seven, twenty-seven in two thousand one, and then thirty in nineteen eighty. Wow, two thousand one, twenty-seven home runs. Oh, Raul Mondesi, Mondesi, Mondesi. Nice. He, yep, he had 27 in 2001. We got two more. 22 oh. seconds. Oh, 26 and 87. Man, I don't, uh, oh, man. 30 and 80. 30 and 80. Like, I don't know. Doug Alt, did he play A-U-L-T? So. No. Man, who, who, okay, so it's like. 87 of, was a great team. The Jays were in the playoffs that year. That was oh, the George Bell MVP a, season. He's got a weird name that. Uh, 1980 guy Lloyd Mosby. Oh, you just no. didn't spell it right. I just John, didn't spell right. So we'll give ourselves a win for Lloyd John Mosby. John Mayberry. Mayberry is the one. John Mayberry Senior. John Mayberry Senior. Wow, not bad. I'd that, say for a couple Blue Jays wow. sickos, we almost got every single 25 home run hitter in Blue Jays history. Not too bad. How did you guys play at home? Were you guys doing okay?
Um, let us know what you think. Did you get John Mayberry? Were you screaming? Because I'm sure there was somebody at home who was sitting up there just screaming about John Mayberry and that we got him on the list. But not bad. Not bad little game we got. Wow. I'm impressed with us. It's very chaotic, of course. That I mean, uh, I feel good. Jesse, I feel great about, about that list. There was actually not – John Mayberry must have been the hardest name on that list. Like – in my in my head, you know what I mean. That's got to be the hardest. Well, we got Willie Upshaw, Brad Fulmer. You got th- those two. I would not have said Brad Fulmer. I'll, I'll, I should know <laughs> Brad Fulmer. Yeah. I got Raul Mondesi though. That was my pull of the day. John Mayberry was going. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have got that. Not even close. Well, if you are interested in in wanting to just remember some guys down Blue Jays memory lane, we've um, started our countdown on our Twitter page to MLB opening day. We're going through the top 100 Blue Jays according to Fangraph's war metric. We've done three already. I think we had Jim Hotz and we had Pat Borders and Jack Morris, who all put it between 5.2 and 5.4 war. We're going to pick out a player every single day until opening day, so stay tuned. Um, I think we have a fun left-handed middle reliever on tomorrow's episode that played for the Blue Jays in the mid-2000s, so uh, fun guess on that name. If you can think about it at home, but if not, you'll see it on our Twitter feed tomorrow. And I wanted to end the episode here on like a little bit of a holiday. Um, I was thinking it's the Christmas season. Christmas is all about Christmas carols and little stuff. And I've got a little 12 days of Christmas jingle theme here I want to read, which I thought was very baseball related. We've never sung on the show, Riley. I know I've never sang a song and I know you've never sung a song on the show. And that's going to continue today as I do not plan on singing a song here on the show. But I want to read this. So it's just a little Christmas poem from us here at Buds and Blue Jays over to you in the themes of the 12 days of Christmas. And I thought this was pretty fun. So we'll go on the 12th day of Christmas. My true love gave to me 12 books of baseball, 11 rookie players, 10 concession stands, nine innings played off, eight bags of peanuts, seven batters batting, a six pack of bud classic, and then uh, five golden gloves. And then we had four balls. You walk three strikes are out two playing teams and ultimately a world series championship. And there's your Christmas-themed um, song from Buds and Blue Jays that you can uh, you can feel free to steal that and tweet that out if you'd like. Jesse, that was lovely. Uh, that mm-hmm. was just uh, w- w- the acoustics were just lovely. <laughs> if this whole podcasting thing doesn't work out, maybe there's something to be made in uh, Christmas-themed caroling baseball songs. If there's a, a a niche market for that, or if you want a baseball song and a Christmas card this year, send us an email at budsandbluejays at hotmail.com, and uh, Riley and I can work something up. It's like a free cameo for you. Well, we'll we'll see what we can <laughs> do, <stuff>. Jesse. <laughs> That's right. Well, that'll do it for our episode here today. Lots of fun one. A lot of good laughs here on Buds and Blue Jays. Look, we, we have to do these creative things like these because the Blue Jays aren't making transactions. And you bet downtime when they do, we will be here to talk about it. Please make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. We really do want to get to that 500 subscribers mark. So please make sure you do so and hit there so we can do go live and do a lot more fun stuff also follow us on instagram twitter tiktok x all the good stuff on youtube listen to us on spotify itunes apple music anywhere you can find your podcast you can find buds and blue jays riley was there anything else you wanted to throw in before we get out of here today nope kaput put a fork in it good stuff jesse let's go be with our loved ones put baseball Mm -hmm. on the back burner for a moment and um enjoy our time off i'm getting time off jesse i don't i don't know what they do in the casinos for christmas other than burn uh, people going and burn cash a lot of lonely a lot of lonely old men in there i'm sure this time of year but hey, however but the lonely no old men how- love to talk blue jays baseball so hey you know what i love a good chin wag uh with an older guy about baseball but um from from jesse and i here 
happy holidays to everyone. And, uh, and Merry Christmas. <laughs>